press start. It's another edition of Press Start. Today it's myself, Jeremy, Bill Scott Roshan, Press Charles Rochester, and we got George. How's everybody doing during this wonderful, wonderful quarantine period? I'm doing all right. All right. Making the best of the, the situation. How about yourself? I think I'm calling it Stockholm Syndrome now because I'm starting to get used to it. <laughs> I'm starting to sympathize with my captors. <laughs> oh, I'm loving the sunshine. Being able to look outside all day and not see anybody. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Forgot. We had a whiteout here Saturday, and it was 29 degrees. <laughs> That's crazy. Morning. It's been consistently warmer in Anchorage, Alaska, than it has been in New York. Goodness. It's mid-May. Anyways. Oh, man. We're supposed to get another nasty storm here in the Midwest tomorrow, so God knows what it's going to be expecting for y'all. Uh, they're calling for rain here. So. I don't want to brag or anything. You're going to hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's raining here, too. It's raining in Texas? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's going to be raining all the way, uh, I think, all the way till next Tuesday. The forecast is so awesome. All right, so I'll start this off the good old fashioned way. What's everyone been up to? Roshan, what have you been playing, man? I have been playing, and I I've been playing Wonderful 101, and I know George has it too, so I'm, I'm super excited because absolutely wonderful on the Wii or the Wii U, and it's even better right now. It's so beautiful. I I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to play yet because I'm trying to keep the number of games I've got going on to a minimum. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna absolutely love it. It's it's so weird because it's so anime superhero fit like fueled, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's a teamwork game that doesn't utilize two people it's so weird but it's so fun right on i was wondering if they're going to remake it because it was such a campy and fun game on the original on the uh, original version on wii u and watching it i'm just like when's it gonna happen that's the big thing with the switch in general is all the good wii u games are coming to the switch because the wii u didn't do hot yeah this is definitely one of the better ones You been playing or watching anything else? Though? Oh, Rescue Rangers. Weird enough, I've just been watching Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus when I'm off. <laughs> I, need, I need to watch that show again. You know, I loved that show as a kid. That was the first game I ever beat on my own. Really? On NES. The old NES yep. one. That game is still super fun. I, you know what? I hope they remake that again. Like actually remake it, like they did the Ducktales one. Yeah, that would be cool. Give it an HD remaster. Oh, I'd love it. And so you own the Rusky Ranger games for the original original Nintendo? I did. Like 20 years ago. Uh-oh, I hear Jeremy yeah. rustling around. <laughs> nah, 
cats. Oh. Actually, probably more like 30 years ago at this point. I just remembered how old I am. No, I don't own a copy of it. Don't worry. <laughs> I want to get a copy of the second one. It's actually one of the rare Super Nintendo games. It's our, our original Nintendo games. It's like a $200 oh, game. Man. It just go on my shelf with all my other, you know, what I call a collection of reality is fancy hoarding. And now I got the Rescue Rangers theme stuck in my head. That must be like a, a very late <laughs> NES game, too. Yeah, that's the reason why it's so rare is because of the late yeah, NES the game. NES would have been out by then. Because the NES also had a couple other ones like um, Duck uh, DuckTales 2 is another rare one. Yeah, did um did Capcom make the second Rescue Rangers game? Yes. I know they made the first one. Yeah, Capcom has some. I think they had the licensing for almost all the um, Disney afternoon. Yeah, for the Disney games during that time frame. That makes sense because I think they also made the Tailspin game, and they also made Ducktales. Yep, Darkwing Duck, and Darkwing Duck. Yep, they made all those, which were all absolutely phenomenal platformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I bought the Disney Afternoon Collection on PlayStation. <laughs> I did for Xbox. Do they have it on PS4 or is it only PS3? Uh, it's on PS4. I might have to get that just to kind of get back into that. It's had, I haven't played those games in so long. Yeah, I think I got it on sale one week for like 4 or $5. That's a problem. That freaking store between Steam and the PS4 store. Yeah. You'll go in there. It's like, oh, it's only $0.90. Cents. It's only $3. It's shop. only $4. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're freaking... Got two hundred games that you're never going to touch. Yeah, exactly. That that may be, and me. then the PS Plus and all that jazz too. Oh yeah, I straight up just hoard my PS Plus games. I haven't even played maybe ten percent of them. Yeah. George, what have you been playing? Um, well, of course, I've been playing World of Warships Legends. Shocking! You're playing World of Warships. Yeah. Um... I've been playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm hoping to have it finally done this week so I can write my review. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, and I start... Is that how you really feel about the Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> some God, of it man. I like, but there's some of it that is just... I really feel like they Square Enix didn't respect the player's time with some of the stuff, which I'll get into in my review. But um, there's a lot of stuff that could have... There's a lot of bloat they could have removed and not lost anything. And some of the optimization, I guess. I don't know if that's the, the, the proper word, but like the the actual nuts and bolts of how the game works. Like too many too many loading screens disguised as, you know, climbing up and down ladders and stuff like that. That just squeezing through a tight passageway. And it it, it just I, I don't care for that. But anyways, um, I also started playing Predator Hunting Grounds last night with Marvin. That game's incredible. It's a lot That's of fun. what I wanted to hear. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You know, I was worried it was going to be a hot piece of garbage because it was going to be a flip of a coin with that game. Well, I mean, it's got its problems. Um, but if, you know, I played with um, Marvin and my buddy Alan, you know, so we, we could actually communicate and uh, that made a world of difference. Well, it's like the same thing in playing any of the games that are those multiplayer styles, like Dead by Daylight and all those yep. other ones. 
Yeah, you got to be able to to talk to your teammates. We're not dead by daylight, was it? Yeah, it's dead by daylight, isn't yeah. it? You know, I love that game to death, but if you don't have a good group to play with, it really takes away from the experience. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Oh, I'm sure. Mind you, I'm just the type of person that likes to play as a freaking the serial killer and likes to murder people. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about you, Jeremy? What have you been uh, playing? Uh, a couple things. Uh, today I've been playing Smash Brothers with my son. He's been really wanting to get into it, so we've been doing the um, different modes, kind of toying around and just having some quality time. That's good. And then obviously I destroy his soul because he wants to think he wants to think that he can beat me, but it's a lie. <laughs> and still at that age right now, where I have to teach him who's in charge, even if it's in a video game. But the main thing I've been grinding out is I'm in the tail end of Final Fantasy X, so I'm really close to beating that. I should be done this week. You know, that's one of those games where they did the remake a couple years ago, and I. Finally, just got a copy of it, and it's an easy one to sink a solid 30 40 hours oh, yeah. into. Yeah, I remember playing on the PlayStation <laughs> 2. Didn't finish it, but I and got close with that to one, the end. Well, that's because close to the end, some of the bosses are stupid. Yeah, I had to power grind for an hour and a half just to get through one area. Mm. And then, um Watching wise, I've been watching a lot of WWE stuff recently, and the main thing I was watching was the Money in the Bank pay per view last weekend. <laughs> Roshan, what was your thought on the Money in the Bank pay per view? It was interesting. I, I don't, I, I like things being taped in advance now. <clears throat> like as long as they can get the cinematic feel to it, I like it. So it makes me wonder though, because. Now that we have Mr. Money at the Bank himself, Otis. I can't believe that. <laughs> well, actually, there's a theory behind it. It makes sense. He's not going for a singles title. He's going to use it for the tag team title. That would be awesome. But, well, he's been feuding with Dolph, so does that mean he might go for the heavyweight and then Dolph would go for heavyweight and it'd be a huge thing with him? I don't know. But I would like it if he did do the, the tag team title. That would be amazing. Because they're going to completely kill the steam of heavy machinery. Oh, man. That's one of the few good tag teams we have left right now. There's only like three or four. Yeah, and one, of, one of the tag teams is injured right now. Freaking, um, I can't remember if it's Jimmy or Jay, but he jacked up his ankle during that ladder match. Oh, yep. Jeez. Yeah, and it's funny because I saw him land and I saw him holding his leg. I'm like, that's not a... That's not a kayfabe hole. He's hurt. That Xavier's out. What's his name? Refuses to come back. Uh, Rain. Sammy Zayn. Zayn Reigns. So many people. Yeah, they just announced that uh, Sammy Zayn actually they're re- relinquishing the Intercontinental Title for him. I saw that and I laughed. Like, are you kidding me? He took so much time to get that, and then, wow, just relinquish it like that. It is what it is. Now, the main thing we're talking about is what we've been watching. I think a couple of us have been watching some of these recently, too, is we're taking a trip down memory lane in the wonderful MCU. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> wonderful and not so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on what side you're looking at and what movies in particular. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, you know, if you had never if you knew someone that had never watched any of these movies, which ones would you make them watch? Because there's some you can skip and others that like you really need. Whether it be for character developments, you know, overall story. Or just because they're really good. Well, you, yep. In some ways, you kind of have to start from the beginning when you think about it. Because, I mean, you have to go back to the roots. 2008, my, the original Iron Man. Yep. Now, 12 years later, does this movie still hold up? I think so. It's a bit dated, like with the cell phones and stuff like that. But I think that one holds up. And I think that one's essential. It is essential. The story's kind of flat in comparison to the other movies. You know, when you look at, you know, how much more action is in the other ones, but there's a lot of it is the development of Tony Stark. So it's becomes more of a, a character that everyone it's understands. The only one of the, the three Iron Man movies with a story worth a damn. And that's yeah, still carrying on. To be honest. Yeah, I, I will completely agree with George. Uh, if you look at that story, it's that story, the beginning of the entire MCU has lasting effects like we already know the 10 rings even though it was such a min you know such a minuscule part in that entire you know, i guess yeah in that entire story it carried over into two and we're seeing things that are going to be happening in the next phase with the 10 rings already mm-hmm. with shang chi and the 10 rings i mean mm-hmm. come on that that alone that's a you have to watch it you have to watch iron man it's what started everything. It's it's a keeper in my book. Yep. It's surprisingly the CGI is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, that holds up really well. I was really yeah. surprised. It does. They did. But like talking about the cell phones and stuff like that, I'm laughing watching like which would be fancy cell phones in that time frame with the little flip screen, <laughs> yeah. little two inch screen. It's like oh, it's so cute. It's almost like a real phone. Yeah. Well, I think the best part about that was when the uh, the soldier said. Or when he when he told the soldier no gang signs, he was like, oh, "I'm just kidding, just throw them up." <laughs> yeah, it was a peace sign. Like, are you serious? No, I thought it was West Side. Or the whole. Oh, was it? I think it was. No, he was. No, it was a peace sign. I just watched it last week. I what I found hilarious was he was talking about the the models going twelve for twelve. Yeah, <laughs> the Maxim cover model that. Yes, that was priceless. Because it that anymore? I have no clue, but that's just one of those things where you look into that, and that's Tony Stark in a nutshell. Oh man! Yep. Now, so after that, we you know we, I think we all agree Iron Man one is essential. After that, you had the Incredible Hulk later that year. I don't was it Incredible Hulk or was it the the Hulk? The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I don't think that one's required. I think it's a really good movie. No. Um, but it can offer some confusion because Edward Norton was removed as Bruce Banner and replaced with Mark Ruffalo in the Avengers movie. And it sucks because Norton did a really good job in that movie. Yeah. And it was a fun movie to watch. It's good as a standalone, but as far as like understanding the MCU, it does nothing for you. Correct. Yep. And you get the good cameos. You get the General Thunderbolt Ross. You get the cameo of Steve Rogers' Soldier Serum or Super Soldier mm-hmm. Serum. You get the cameo of you know Iron Man at the very end. Mm-hmm. But 
And like George said, great movie, not essential to watch. Yep. Not, not in terms of what it brings about for Endgame. Right. So, uh, next up, what was the next one? Iron Man 2 in 2010. Uh, I don't think this one's necessary. Like, it, it, you can skip this one if you haven't seen it. It wouldn't be on my list of must-sees. The only thing I'd say with the must-see is the little spoilers, at, like the ending movie spoilers, because it kind of gets you an idea of what's happening next in the universe. Yeah, but if you watch the next movies, you'll get that anyways. Well, hold on. We got, I mean, we kind of we kind of have to keep Iron Man, too, because that's where we first get Black Widow, and you see the, her character arc. Yeah. Oh, good point. Uh, that's the only good thing about that movie to me. That, well, okay, I say that in Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell doesn't really tie into the rest of the story. Which is upsetting. And I, I honestly, I mean, learning a little bit about Black Widow is slightly important, but I don't think it's essential. I think she's one of the characters you can pick up in the Avengers and figure out what's going on with her. Yeah, because they don't really go deep, too deep into her story. It's not like they have like a full origin going through the whole thing about what it takes to what it took to become the Black Widow. Correct. Um, so I would leave that off the list. I liked it, but I don't think it's an essential. Next up, we have Thor 2011. Again, this is another one I really liked. Like, I like this one a lot. I don't think it's necessary. Even though I think Thor is one of the essential Avengers for Endgame. I don't think his first movie is essential. What do you guys think? Oh, that's blasphemy. <laughs> I thought well, the one I, was... Sorry, keep going, I, sorry. I, my point is that I nothing that happens in it is really that essential to the overall picture. Not in the first Thor movie. <laughs> Yeah, but you also have to go into the movie itself, quality of the movie, and does it lend to the universe? Oh, another good one. In general. Again, but I don't, I don't think it's... To me, it's not one of the ones that someone must watch if they haven't seen any. It's the must-watch for a different reason. It's not a must-watch because it ties the whole story together. It's a must-watch because it's one of the better ones in the series. And it does good character development for Thor. Oh, Thor, Loki, the whole... Uh introducing magic into the MCU. Okay, that's fair. I only think that's a big deal right there because everything was more tangible like technology and stuff like that and then next thing you know you get somebody who wields the ability of freaking lightning thunder and all this other crazy mm-hmm. stuff. That's fair. Okay. Uh next up we have Captain America the First Avenger. Uh this is essential. No oh, hands down. Else. I mean, <laughs> yep, yep. it is still amazing. I just watched this a couple days ago again, just to try to kind of see how it held up, and it still holds up wonderful. Yeah. Now, out of all the older ones, the CGI and that one's had some really choppy spots that kind of made me laugh, yeah. especially during some of the explosions. Yeah, but it's it's really important because you, you, not only do you find out who Captain America is and where he comes from and, like, his personality, which plays into a, a big part later in, in the, the end game, you know, the, the, the whole Infinity War arc, 
but um, you also learn about Bucky. Mm-hmm. It's where you learn about the Tesseract, you know, which also plays into the end game. Like it, it's overall a very important movie. It's the first one that it has more more canon than anything else yep. when you really look at yep. it. And when you look at the whole thing in general, the one thing that you'll notice is that the small details, the first small details really come out in Captain America. You know, why did Captain stay behind? Why, you know, why did Captain do all the things that he did? Mm -hmm. And that all plays out in that movie. Yep. And also plays out the whole Stark, um, the Stark storyline too, with the family and how everything went with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good setup for the end game. But yep. Like I said, huge payoff later on, especially for the end of Captain America First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up we have the Avengers, which I think this one is essential. Oh, hands down. Mm-hmm. Can't and say anything bad about it. Yeah, and if you if you skip the Hulk movie, the Incredible Hulk you can figure out who he is from that. Same thing with Black Widow, Hawkeye. You know, um, Hawkeye was introduced in, in the first Thor, but not a super vital character in that. And what's important is this really shows them working together as a team for the first time. Oh, that stand-around shot was, as corny as it is, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It also shows that the issues that are going to be happening for the rest of the series isn't going to be revolving just around Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an entire universe that's going to be fighting. Yep. And that kind of ties in, you know, the whole thing for a cinematic universe, not just cinematic world. Yep. Next up is Iron Man three. Um, so yeah, call it a letdown <laughs> doesn't do it justice. Uh, I was really expecting more from the Mandarin. Oh, we all were. Anything from the Mandarin, especially with Ben <laughs> Kingsley playing him. Um, yeah, so pass. And then it's sad we can't even think of anything nice to say at all. Yeah, those are some cool suits, some cool Iron Man suits. Uh, next up, we have Thor: The Dark World. Pass. Yep. I, it doesn't really play a very important role into much of anything in the overall story. It's mildly entertaining. It's all right. I mean, it's still one of those ones that I wouldn't really go back to. Yeah. Um, then we have Captain America: Winter Soldier. This is a Essential. must watch. Must yep. watch. Uh, I think overall the Captain America trilogies trilogy is some of the best stories in the MCU. Completely agree. Can't say a bad thing about Winter Soldier. The action. The the whole thing of like you said before in First Avenger, you get the introduction of Bucky, that coming over into the Winter Soldier, obviously the title character, mm-hmm. but the action that drove it, oh my gosh, that one of the best movies action wise and story wise in the entire MCU. Yep, and then you get the introduction of Falcon. You learn more about Black Widow. Yeah, and. Man, I, I would have to say that then taking on Ed Brubaker's uh, comics and putting him into that was just oof. Mm-hmm. amazing. 
Um, after that, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I know a lot of people really like this one. I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> not even just a mar- for a Marvel movie. Like it, I just I, I did not what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I I have actually never been able to make it all the way through. I always end up falling asleep. Oh man, I don't. To add another mark on the list of the reasons why we question George's I mean, outside of Rocket and Groot, I, I, I don't find anything exciting about any of the characters. Um, I, for me, it's a pass. I know they played an important part in the Infinity War, but I think you can get the gist of it just from watching those those movies. Well, you get the... I don't know, I'm... Yes and no. I mean, you you kind of have to it, you kind of have to in order to get the whole end game. You know, time. Well, we'll get into that eventually. But in order to find out what's going on and why they went to those certain places, uh, yeah. yeah. Overall, I like the movie. It just it wasn't nearly as great as the comic, but essential if you need if you need to know everything about every character. Like something that actually drives the entire story of the initial MCU phases. Yeah. Well, this is also when you start getting introduced to the other Infinity Stones. Yes. The that Power Stone. Well, the first one that you know of that's an actual Infinity Stone. The other one, you don't know the Tesseract's an Infinity Stone yet. Just everyone made an assumption. Yeah. The next one we have is Avengers Age of Ultron. Pass. Yep. Pass. Mildly entertaining. I other than where it, you know, they do mention what happens in Wachovia. When that was, was that what it was called, Wachovia? I can't remember. Sokovia. That's what it was. Sokovia. Um, in later movies, that's really the only importance. So yeah, for me, it's a pass. I'll agree. And then a couple months after that, in July of 2015, you had Ant-Man, which, while entertaining, is another pass. Really? For overall story for overall story arc it's a pass because it doesn't really lend a lot, but as far as entertaining and good fun MCU, it's it's I think it's a big hit. Yeah. That's fair. Um Rashawn. Yes. Um was there a second Ant Man in the comics? Because Hank Pym is the only one I ever knew. Yes, there was Scott Lang. And that was super interesting to see them go with him instead of Pym. Hank Pym. Yeah. Okay. But well, I could think it could have been a definitely definitely a good standalone movie just outside of the MCU altogether. I still enjoy it. But yeah, it's entertaining, oh, but yeah. Not essential to the, the end game. Uh the next one though, Captain America Civil War. Might be outside of the last two Avengers movies, the most important one, I think. In the overall story arc. Yeah, that's where you really start getting the divide between Captain America and Iron Man, and you see their different motivations for things and then why they do what they do. Plus, you get the introduction of Spider-Man to the MCU. That is true, which was huge at that time, especially with all the licensing issues that they had going yeah, exactly. on. Exactly, everybody lost it. Had- Oh, I lost it hands like I lost it hard. 
And then we had um you had Black Panther that was added into the MCU as well right yep, there. Yep. There's a lot of character development going on and it really kind of played in with the whole government side. Yep. This really dug into the whole government did you know should people have superpowers, how do we regulate it? Yep. You know, and that's it that's where you get into some of the moral ambiguity. Because I see both both arguments, they both had merit. So, but I was Team so, Captain America. Oh, same. Uh, next up, you have Doctor Strange. <laughs> Love the movie. It's a lot of fun. I like the character. It's it's quirky. It's unique. It's it's funny in parts, but I don't think it's important to the the big picture. Mm-hmm. But I think it is a must watch. Uh, character development adds a lot, but when you go to Endgame, even though he is the one that helps set the scene for the Endgame, you can pick most of the information that's going up towards the end. Yeah. You don't really have to watch this to understand. Yep. I would agree. Roshan, what do you think? Well, definitely agree. Entertaining movie, but you don't need to watch it to figure out what's going on. Yep. Uh, then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, didn't bother with it because didn't like the first one. I have to go with George it, on this. I watched it and I'm a huge cosmic fan and I just did not enjoy volume two. It's got some really good campy parts, a lot of good one-liners, but it it's replay value is just not strong. Yeah. And when it comes to lending anything to the universe, it really doesn't add anything at all. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Because even with um, the whole thing of showing Star-Lord being part crazy-ass cosmic being, he can't do anything with it. Yeah. Now, if he, was, if he was able to use those powers in the rest of the series, then it would land a huge part as far as the storytelling goes but doesn't. So that was the only redeeming factor I could have had. And they wasted Kurt Russell like that. <laughs> I make him on a horny celestial beating. Next up is Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> July 2017. Uh, Spider-Man's my favorite Marvel character. I love the movie. I think it's essential to watch, but does not. it's not important for the overall story. Agree on all points. You look at the way that they did this, though. Tom Holland killed oh, it. Yeah. Like he is out, outside of freaking the introduction of Tony Stark in the original. He was the next best character. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Then after that, later that year, we had Thor Ragnarok. Now this is the Thor movie that I think is essential to the overall yeah. story. Very much so. Um, because I correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where where Mjolnir breaks. Yes, celebrates meal there. Yep, and he then learns how to cope with that. And that plays a big part later into the, you know, the Infinity War and the Endgame. And that's when you really, truly realize how powerful Thor is. When he's fighting his, you know, fighting his sister there at the, at the end on the, the bridge the Rainbow Bridge, and he's just working everyone over. He just lost his eye. 
Oh yeah. Well, and not only is it essential just because of his character arc, but that movie was by far one of the funniest movies. Yeah, in the entire MCU, which is you didn't expect it. I, I like that. Yeah. He sees, sees Hulk. He's like, oh, he's a friend from work. I know him. Oh, man. What's funny, because that, that was the movie you really start seeing the, the, the more human side, quote unquote, of Thor. Yep. You could tell he's been staying around the Earthlings too much and it's picking up on a lot of their habits. Mm-hmm. Plus, it introduced us to Korg, which did anybody get the joke with him? Why he was in jail? No. The joke was he was in jail because he was putting he was handing out pamphlets. All about the revolution. Yeah, about the revolution, which means paper beat rock. He's in jail. Oh, so the rock paper scissor joke. And gotcha. <laughs> I love that. I, I didn't get that. That's funny. Uh, next up is Black Panther, February twenty eighteen. Great movie. I don't think it's essential for the overall story, though. Well, I agreed. It's, I mean, it's it's one of the best movies. It's mm-hmm. very self-contained. One of the just best entire MCU movies, but you don't need... You could have went from Captain America Civil War straight into the next movie. Mm-hmm. And knew everything you needed to know about Black Panther. Yep. But here's the thing that I think really stands out about that movie in particular. Is that it wasn't the hero that stole the show in that movie. It was the villain. Oh, hands down. Michael B. Jordan absolutely stole that movie. Killmonger was amazing, yeah. It was the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I actually felt myself being more compelled with the enemy than it was with the hero. Like, I can understand where he was coming from and what he was doing and why he was doing it. Well, even the hero felt that way once he figured out what was going on. Like, once he talked to his dad and figured out that they left him mm-hmm. after killing his, you know, after killing his uncle. Oh, man, even he was pissed. He felt for him. And that was yeah. that was really done well in that story. Um, next up, we had Avengers of Infinity War. Great movie, and it's essential to the story. Yep. Oh, this is, out of all of them, this is the absolute essential when it comes to the gap. I mean, like you said, you can jump from Civil War to Infinity War and be fine. Mm-hmm. But Infinity War is where you really start getting into the meat and potatoes of everything that's going on. Yep. And it's such a great movie. Yep, visually, storytelling, character arcs, which obviously lead into Endgame, which we'll get into you know, later. But whew, and then later so then, many cool things. You had Ant-Man and the Wasp in July 2018. I think you can skip that one. You can skip it. Well, can you? Because that's a huge point in, in Endgame. Um, I didn't see it, and it didn't, it didn't take me long to figure out what happened. Well, you can watch. What's one of those things where you can watch the last few minutes and get what's going on? Um, then after that, 
um, there's one that had a lot of controversy, but I really enjoyed was Captain Marvel. Didn't stand it, really? I it, but I didn't think it was essential. It was. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I just. I'm just not a fan of her. Brie Larson in general. Yeah. Uh, I think they just pick somebody a little bit better. But she did fine. I just couldn't really get into the story that much. Um, and then after that, you have Endgame, Avengers Endgame. And if you have to question whether or not this is essential or not, you're talking. Oh my god, I don't even know what to say at that yeah. point. You just need to be smacked. Oh man, my what I really liked is when Thor goes back to to Asgard and he gets me on your back because they went back in time. But then he's also got Stormbringer, and how that set up having both of them in that final fight with Thanos when Captain America picks up Mjolnir and Thor gets that look because it was um I think it was in Civil War or Winter so- it was no, Civil War Age of Ultron Guardian. it was Age of it was Ultron, Age of Ultron when they were in when they're in Stark Tower yeah and Cap goes to pick it up and Thor's got that anxious look <laughs> um but when he picks it up, because he doesn't, you can tell he doesn't even try. Yeah. But then when Captain America picks it up, and you know, like, this is why I like him so much. Like, he, he is a pure good guy. And then he works Thanos over, and he just he wields that thing like he's always wielded it. It was so natural. Yeah, the entire MC was worth it just for that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, that and the... I just love Thor's reaction, like, I knew it! <laughs> and then finally, to end up end phase one, we had um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, just like the other Spider-Man. Fantastic movie, I really loved it. It probably is more important for the next phase. No. I actually see it as an essential movie, because it talks about what happens after everyone returns from the snap. It explains a lot of details of those what-if questions. Yeah. And also talks about the after-effects of what happens after Tony Stark dies. Yeah. You know, that is a huge story arc push right there. You know, are people going to be able to get by without Iron Man? You know, what do we do now in life? And they start answering those questions slowly. No. And I think you're right. That is is going to add into the next phase. Now, speaking of the next phase, can they do the Avengers without Captain America and Iron Man? Mm, yeah. The new Avengers? It, they can't call it the Avengers anymore. It had to be the new Avengers. Because it's not the same. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to go into like a parallel universe with Doctor Strange. And I think you're going to have new people playing Iron Man and Captain America from a different universe. I, I, want I, mean, I want John John Krasinski or Krasinski from the office to play Cap. He did try out initially. I know, and, and I he would have been good. Job. Oh yeah, well, especially after seeing him on Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. I think they need to go the opposite route, and I think they need to give Bucky the shield. Really? He was one of the guys that wielded it 
after in the comics after Captain America got killed. After the initial civil war, he's the one that picked up the shield immediately. He, and yeah, he, he, was he had it for a minute. But you had Winter Soldier yeah. and everybody shit on him. Mm-hmm. Like that was nothing but backlash in the in the comic books was Winter Soldier getting crapped on, Bucky getting crapped on because he had the shield. Yep. I don't maybe we can uh I don't know. Why not do a Johnny Walker with the US agent? Bring him back or bring him in. You know, make him a more ruthless Captain America and then then give it to Bucky like, you know, he's had his arc, he's now ready for it. I don't know. Yeah, I think um the the Falcon Winter Soldier series that's gonna start this summer will will let us know a lot more of what they're gonna do. I don't know if Falcon's actually going to wield the shield completely, because I mean, he has zero powers. Yeah. Well, isn't that the point of Captain America, though? Anybody could be Captain America? Uh, yeah, and I think he's got the pure of heart. Yeah, I'm I'm all for Falcon having it, yeah. Yeah, to an extent, though, but you gotta do, you gotta think of it from the actual hero standpoint, though. Yeah, being able to physically wield the shield. Stay tuned. Now, what movies are you wanting to see for this next phase? What are things that you're wanting to see happen? Who wants to take that one first? (laughs) I want to see the X-Men get tied in. And I could see a House of M type thing where they just reboot it all. Hmm. Because I don't think... They can't permanently shelve those characters. Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Like, they're too big. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was, if it was Ant-Man, Hawkeye, and I don't know, Black Panther, you could probably get away with it. But not those three. Like, those three are the Avengers. You know? I could see a House of M thing. Yeah. I would kill... Or Fantastic Four that actually plays in the MCU the way it's supposed to. Well, I think it's coming. Including the tie-ins with Spider-Man and everything else. I think it's coming. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> We've only had three failed movies. Oh, I like the first one. I liked everybody the way they were in the first one. It felt a little too family-oriented for me. I know Fantastic Four is supposed to be family-oriented, but I mean, the whole movie felt like, I don't know, like a like an early Friday night family movie that would come on ABC or something. Thank you. I liked the characters. I loved, every, I loved everybody playing who they were. I mean, and Chris Evans played an amazing Human Torch, but... <laughs> he was a better cap. Yeah. Oh, personally, I want to see I want to see Nova come in. I mean, they alluded to him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Why not get Why not get him out there already? You know how many things you can open up bringing Nova in. Mm-hmm. You can bring in new warriors, which okay, yeah, they they're not the greatest in the world, but that's an avenue they can go there. They can do the Sam Alexander eventually. They can. I mean, they could bring back the Nova Corps. They can start annihilation and get a whole cosmic, you know, cosmic war going. There's so many different things they can do. 
I think that's a lot of people don't realize that aren't familiar with the Marvel Universe is that Thanos is not the only superpower out there. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I can see. There's Galactus so the much more. Big one. Galactus would be an easy one to do. Yep. And it would tie in the Fantastic Four. Um, that's where I see the next route going in all honesty. I want to see the Fantastic Four come in. Yep. Galactus be the next major villain coming that way. Get the Silver Surfer in. Get the... I'm hoping if they do it that way that we get the amazing Bagman. <laughs> uh, the Inhumans are coming back, right? They're adding an Inhumans movie? Oh, man. I don't know. I would I would not like it. Because um, they had the oh, TV series, but... No, are you talking about the Eternals? Uh, the Eternals, yeah. That's going to be crazy. That's definitely... I mean, that's definitely space epic right there. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not familiar with the series. Oh, man. So, well, the, okay. <laughs> that's going to be a whole other story. That's going to be a whole other hour. <laughs> in it. Um, who else? Kingo. I don't know most of these guys. Look, well, let's ask the other question then. They look crazy. Was that, let's ask the question, what do you not want to see from the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> You're not going to get your wish on that one. It's coming back. Because oh. we, we have the As Guardians of the Galaxy coming in. That's its own series. I'm, I'm actually hoping for... I'm 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 excited about a volume three only because Thor is in, involved and possibly better Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. But as far as things I don't want to see, man, that's hard. I don't want to see a Spider-Man Venom crossover. Hmm. The way, I think he's talking about with the current Venom movies, the way they're doing it, and try to do it in the same universe. I like those, but like keep them separate. I don't think we're gonna have a choice soon after Spider-Man leaves. Yeah. That would be nice if we get Carnage sometime. Oh yeah, next year. Next yep. year. It's Woody Harrelson. I didn't see that. Shut up. I think so. Yeah. Yep, he plays Cletus Cassidy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he's crazy enough. Oh, let me see. What's a hmm? What is a movie? What I don't know, man. There's so many different ones. <sighs> There's one thing I do not want to see in the next in this next universe coming up right here. I do not want to see them try to revisit everything over again. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't want them to be spending too much time focusing on the old content for them to be going back and recapping on Cap the entire time. Or trying to go back and say, oh, back in Tony Stark's time and stuff like that. Or them trying to revive these characters immediately instead of trying to bring in new entities. Oh, okay. 
I mean, I'm in agreement that we can't. It's not the same without those characters, but we'd be fine for at least a year or two without them. I thought when you were saying recap, I thought you were saying you didn't want to like revisit everything again. And I was like, oh man, bring Luis in. We'd be good. We can recap real quick. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> hoping for that at the start of the next phase. That'd be amazing. I would, I would lose it. You know, that, that being like one of the end of the movies of him just doing a 10 minute recap. <laughs> Oh, man. I would absolutely love that. The most underrated movie character right now in the MCU, Louise. Oh, completely agree. Here's one I don't want to see. I don't want to see... I don't want to see a Defenders movie. I don't want to see the Netflix characters (laughs) brought back into a movie. No, as I much as it pains me. me. Yeah. Not necessary. I can't think of too many things that I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, we're saying that now until they do something and we're going to see and be like, oh, yeah, that's what we didn't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you guys do another Ghost Rider? Why did you guys do another Generation X? Please don't, not another Ghost Rider. I thought we learned our lesson with that one. Well, I mean, the S.H.I.E.L.D. version was awesome, but outside of TV, I don't think it could be done. Terrible. Terrible. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we covered everything. Well, if you... Hopefully we gave a rough idea of the MCU and where to start at, what to look at, and What's still worth your time? Uh, is there any monthly events going on right now? Not that I know of. There is one thing that I'm aware of, and we're in the middle of May right now. There is a a uh, raffle going on. Now, one of the guys I play D&D with, he does handmade leather books. And he actually made a custom ANG handmade leather book. They can be used for basically anything. And it's up for auction right now for five dollars a ticket. So go to the store, pick up a ticket, and try to win yourself a custom made leather book. Nice. It's really nice. Like he even embroidered the front of it with the Angie logo. Yes, you know what? I actually did see that a couple weeks back and I wanted it. I didn't realize it was a one-of-a-kind. Now I'm a little upset. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a one-of-a-kind. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. All right, everybody. Take it easy.